Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. Oh my God, guys. I missed last week's podcast so much. But before we start, they're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant. Guys, I know my regulars will be so happy i'm back i'm so sorry guys i missed last week's podcast which was completely out of my hands i'm hoping most of, you know i say most of you i've got quite a, couple, a good couple of listeners uh but i did get a lot of dms be like why aren't you here i miss you and i really love and appreciate the messages I had so many computer issues last week that I physically could not download this podcast. I even attempted to try and record my podcast from my cell phone. That's how desperate I was to get this podcast out to you guys. I honestly tried everything in my capacity and I couldn't get it done. Um, My laptop that I personally use for my podcast and recording um i was not working i had sent it in to be reconfigured and to to get it working and then at the same breath my work laptop crashed on me so i had two i was two laptops down and absolutely no way to record my work laptop i down i deleted mcafee and the program was like fuck you guys i'm taking my toys and i'm going home and it it basically deleted the history of windows on my computer which means that the 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 microphone wasn't working the sound wasn't working which means i couldn't get into any of the programs i use to um download the because i tried to obviously get into the programs i use for this podcast could not get into anything i was absolutely screwed so podcast was late um i try to put a message out on all my platforms on my instagram just james podcast my facebook group just james podcast uh and just be like guys i'm so sorry i physically cannot download and download record a podcast for you so i'm so sorry um but I'm back, baby. I'm back. And uh, this week, Thomas is beautiful. For those of you new to my podcast, Thomas is my beautiful co-host, my, my plant. He is next to me. He is looking fabulous. He is loving the haircut that we gave him a couple of weeks ago. I say we like there's somebody else in this world. Um, but yeah, he's looking gorgeous again. And then for those of you that really do follow me, I propagated some plants from my friend's plants at a house set over December. And they are officially grown up in their own pots today. They are looking fabulous in the windowsill. I did a, I propagated a golden potus and uh, what was the other one? I can't remember what he's called. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. It's a Rapsalis bacafira. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, which I bought on eBay and got a little off cut that just would not like grow a root. Uh, and I cut him down and cut him down and cut him down. And on the third cut down, he finally went, fine, I'll grow a root. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're big boys now and they're in houses. The, the peppermint is growing strong. I've just, I think spring has sprung guys. All my, all my plants in my house are looking great. I'm, I rent property, which I've spoken about. I rent a um, 
a one-bedroom flat in uh, Wimbledon in London, uh, well, Wimbledon Rains Park sort of area in London. And I have a really sweet little old landlord, um, but her taste and my taste are slightly, slightly different. Hers is maybe a little bit more outdated than mine. Um, and I have these wooden shelves right near my front door, which I was told by the power in, in me I should never remove. But I can't stand them. And I really wanted a more like date, like, you know, updated bookshelf in that corner for my dog books. Um, as you guys know, as I have a degree in dog psychology and behaviorism. And with that came an intense amount of, of study books that came with my with my coursework. Um, but the books are beautiful and they're they're really gorgeous, like dog books, um, you know, about the anatomy of the dog and psychology and meh, 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 meh. So I want to display them. You know, they they're um, I use them consistently. You know, if people come to me for advice or assistance or, if, you know, on the odd occasion that I do help with dog psychology cases, um, behaviorism cases and things like that. I'm not a dog trainer. So there's there's a very big difference between the two. Um, but, you know, I do want my books out. So. I've removed these three shelves in the hindsight that when I move, I'll have to replace, I'll have to put them back. Um, and then of course, where they were is obviously uh, not painted behind them to, to the color that I painted when I moved in. So I've had to go to B&Q yesterday, get some more paint. I got some pots for these lovely new plants uh, and spent more money than I intended to in B&Q as, as you do, as you do. B&Q for those of you that, that aren't in the UK is a hardware store um, that you'd go in and buy your paint and wood and plants and tools and things like that, you know, storage units. There's, there's, quite, a, there's quite a lot in there. Um, but of course, you walk in for one thing. It's a bit like going to, to going to the grocery store. You know, you, you go in hungry and you come out with everything in the store. Well, you go in looking for paint and you came, I came out with everything, you know, including paint. Luckily, I remembered the paint this time. <laughs> As, you know, a typical like James fashion, like, the fact that I go in, for, I mean, I went into the store the other day. I think I went in for sourdough bread for something I wanted. And I brought, I must have spent about 80 pounds in there and I didn't buy sourdough bread. So it's very like James fashion. Um, but yeah, remember the paints. I've repainted. I wanted to paint just the section of the hallway. And then the new section just looked so bright and fabulous. I was like, all right, I'll paint the whole fucking wall. So the whole hallway has been repainted. It looks very fabulous now. Uh, and the bookshelf is up. And then I bought a little spider plant for that corner. I was, unfortunately, my hallway is quite dark and dingy. Um, there, isn't, there isn't any um, windows in the hallway, but the light comes through from the kitchen and the bathroom, which are next to one another. Uh, but of course, putting any plant in that corner, just they just don't survive. It's just too dark for them. So I went on search for, for a plant. I really wanted a ZZ plant for there, actually. Uh, but I couldn't find one that I really wanted. And I don't want another spider plant. Be uh, not a spider plant. What am I, I bought a spider plant. It was the end of the story. Um, I didn't want another snake plant. Um, I just, I've, I have one in my bathroom that grows fabulously. It grows so many babies. It's the most whorish little plant I've ever met. But I've, I've propagated off it at least three times already. So I didn't want another one because I have snake plants all over my flat. So yeah, I just I kind of like wanted something different. So reluctantly went with the spider plant uh, because I have one already that was given to me by, by my beautiful friend Tash um, that was meant to be a tiny little plant for underneath my TV. And he was just so unhappy in the tiny little pot that he, I've now repotted him and he's big and gorgeous and just beautiful. So 
Uh, yes, I have another spider plant. So hooray, I'm a new mom again. So yeah, hallways painted. Everything's going back to normality. The UK is slowly opening up. I think we're allowed indoors with people on the 12th of May, something like that. Um, I mean, to be fair, I'm actually like good with being in lockdown now. I feel like maybe I have a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. I'm ready for this. I've kind of like, I've gotten, you know, from being somebody that is exceptionally social, like I am, I'm pretty much never home to now never leaving my home. I'm kind of like not struggling with this too much. Um, you know, my little world is, is busy. I'm, I'm, and everybody is watching Grey's Anatomy. So I've reluctantly gone back into it. And I say reluctantly because I know you're crying it, man. It's like watching This Is Us. You just cry through the bloody series. So um, I didn't want to cry, but I've, I picked it up. I, because I've, I have never finished Grey's Anatomy. I'm not up to date with it at all. So I think I'm on like season six or something, but I couldn't remember which season I was on. So I picked it up at season four thinking, well, this is a good point. It will be past, for those of you that haven't watched it, close your ears. I thought it would be after Danny and 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 him uh, with Izzy, but then I think I've I think I've climbed back in too soon, and I'm going to go through the Danny death, which I don't want to do. Um, but yeah, I might have to skip past that season because I just can't face it. It's just so freaking sad. But anyway, um, <clears throat> we'll catch up today because I think there's like 372 seasons of it. So. At least I'll have something to watch at least for another two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all good. When I was at BAQ yesterday, I bought wood glue. Um, my bathroom cupboard um, has a little handle on it that um, come, literally comes out every single time I open the door and it drives me freaking mad. And I bought a TV unit and I'm not sure if I've spoken about this before. It's I love, I don't buy like shitty furniture I'll search for antiques. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll literally scour Facebook marketplace until I find what I'm looking for. Um, but I don't buy like cheap furniture because I just, I've done it before. When I moved to the UK, I literally flooded my flat with flat pack furniture that you can like build at home. And it doesn't last firstly. Um, and second of all, I want a little bit of different furniture to everybody else. I kind of want some, you know, I'm at that point in my life and my adulting, like I freaking adult. I mean, I don't, I don't know who I'm trying to fool here. Um, but I'm at that point where I kind of want like collectibles that I'm going to sort of like keep forever and ever and ever. So like the, um, the antique writer's desk that I have to work from and my beautiful coffee table and all of that, I was looking for a TV unit, but I, I impulse bought a TV unit from a store. I'm not going to mention the store's name because I don't think it's relevant to uh, Slate's store right now. But I bought one of those like commercial TV cabinets and it's fallen apart from the day I bought it. And it's probably one of the most expensive items I have in my flat. It's even more expensive than some of my antiques. And um, it's the shittest thing I've ever owned. It honestly is the drawers fall apart. It's terrible. But I've now bought wood glue and I felt like MacGyver yesterday fixing everything in my flat. I felt like a proper grown up getting everything nice and ready and, and great again. So everything in my house is working, guys. I'm so proud. Um, I will definitely need to sort of counteract this and maybe drink a shit ton of wine and have a hangover for two days so that I don't feel like as accomplished as I should as, as an adult because. 
I don't know who this person is. <laughs> um, other than that, what else is news? Um, I feel like I lost so much information because I didn't talk to you guys last week. And then when I was writing this podcast up, I was like, have I told you this? Haven't I told you this? I can't remember if I told you that I pierced my best friend's ears. I'm not sure if I've told that story. If I have, I don't want to repeat myself again. I can't remember. So, I mean, I, like I clearly have a memory of a bloody dingbat. But anyway, so I'm not sure what, what you guys have missed. I'm sorry if I'm not telling you the stories that I'm last week. Uh, but all's good in the hood. So uh, I didn't want to talk about this. I kind of didn't want to put my 50 cents in, two cents in, fucking dollar bill. I don't know. Everybody's talking about the Meghan and Harry interview on Oprah. And I think there's a very divided um, view on it. I have so many beautiful American followers and I have so many British beautiful American followers. And it's really difficult because it's one of those things that everybody's going to have their say. Everybody's going to have their opinion. Who believes them? Who doesn't believe them? Who thinks they're in the right? Who thinks they're in the wrong? I think there is so many opinions on it. Um, I just, the only, so I'm going to talk about it to a perspective of mine. I mean, I could be wrong. You could be right. Um, I don't want an argument. I don't want my DMs flooded with fucking opinions. I just feel like we all have a say on this and we're entitled to a say and that be the end of it. But I do feel that, I feel that both parties are maybe right. I think that maybe some of the facts aren't right from both parties. Um I think that some of Megan's facts were incorrect. And I do feel that maybe she should have made sure that her information was correct in some aspects. In some, please, I'm not, I don't want to fight over this. I mean, the allegations of racism, I'm not going to go into. I'm a white woman. Uh, I come from a country with severe apartheid. Um, you know, whether the worst of the world is aware of it, there is still a lot of racism in South Africa. Um, I personally will cannot live in South Africa because I feel like I, I'm white, I'm a woman, and there are no job opportunities for me. But that's my opinion. And I don't want to get into the race talk. I don't feel like I'm educated enough on it. I don't feel that I am the right person to have a conversation. I don't know what it feels like to go through severe racism. I don't. Um, you know, when, when I lived in South Africa, we were white, we were privileged, um, you know, and I left the country a really long time ago and I've moved to a beautiful country of England. So I, I don't want to talk about that. Um, I, I just, this isn't the platform for it. Um, you know, and it never will be, I, I never want to discuss it. I don't want to talk about religion. I don't want to talk about fucking politics. I don't want to talk about, Relation, my relationships, um, you know, there's there's a time and a place for everything. And I just feel that my pop, my podcast isn't it. Um, so we're not going to talk about that. But the one thing that, you know, they, they that I've read articles on is, you know, the Megan's comments on um, Archie Rightful, you know, his title being taken away from him and not being a prince. Um, and the, because that was because of his race. And I just feel that you know, there was a hundred year old law from King George V about um, the, the entitlement to his Royal Highness as a title. And the fact that she said he didn't get that, I just think is a little unfair because it wasn't her choice to make. The fact that she wants her kid to have a Royal title is irrelevant. It's, you were never, 
graced with that opportunity. Um, and the fact that you just wanted your kid to be a prince, you know, and rather than, I mean, master is still an incredible title. Um, you know, she says it wasn't, it wasn't their decision to make. And yet, um, you know, it was very normal that her kids wouldn't gain that title. So I just feel that maybe there was a little bit of facts that needed correcting. Um, you know, I think that the fact that um, she wanted Archie to have security, I, I don't believe that anybody, the taxpayer should pay for that. I don't, I don't think they should even pay for it for William and Kate and their children. I just think that if you feel that you need this police protection, pay for it yourselves. Um, you know, you're not God. Um, you know, Beatrice and, and Eugenie's security isn't paid for by taxpayers. You know, they, they are princesses and grandchildren of the monarch, um, but they are not working royals and they have full-time jobs instead. You know, you want normality. You want to go and live in you know you want you want I, I mean I assume they're saying that when they were in the UK not in the USA um but you know if 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 you you want your child to have a security team um you know th there's a slim down monarch you know and there's a there's a slim down line of succession because the, the monarch doesn't rule the country anymore you're in my opinion you're a tourist attraction um you know, the fact that, the, that she wanted all these key roles for their kids and that they wanted all these things for their kids, I just feel like it's a bit unrealistic. You know, we're we're in a different world. We're in a modern world with a modern monarch. And I just feel that, you know, um, you, you quit as a royal, you quit as a senior working role, and that should change everything. You know, if you want to move to the U.S. and permanently live in the U.S., then and not carry out royal duties why should the metropolitan police protect you you know why should the taxpayers in britain um pay for that you know if if you know if you want to live this life on your own and your private security then fucking do it but then don't expect like the taxpayers to to pay for it um you know, Harry says that his, his family cut him off financially. Well, you're a multimillionaire already. How are you really cut off? You know, you, you inherited money from your mom. You inherited money from your great-grandmother. Your father would never have actually, like, cut you off. Nobody's taking money away from you. I mean, like, are you getting 35 quid a week for, like, your hair appointment? What, what are you being cut off from? You know, your, your beautiful cottage was renovated by the taxpayer's money for 2.2 million pounds which rightfully they paid back. I have to give them that. They did pay it back once they got that Netflix deal. So they did pay back the money that, that was due to them. Um, but you also at the same breath went, I want to be financially independent. Okay, cool, dude. Well, then let's stop giving you cash. Um, you know, you, you've already, you, you took your toys, you walked away and went, I want to live on my own and do it my own way. Well then, and then you're concerned when the money stops. I, I don't understand that. I just think that it's, what do you want? Like, it, it's, like, it's like a girl when you're hungry. What do you actually want? What do you want? Do you want food? Do you not want food? Um, you know, Harry, Mary, Meghan, you know, they, they're, they were funded by the Prince of Wales. You know, his daddy was paying for everything. You know, I understand that the taxpayer's money wasn't um, like funding their lifestyle. But, I mean, he's upset that daddy stopped paying for him. My daddy doesn't pay for my bills. I pay for my own. I'm a grown-up, independent woman. Like I'm not. I'm not married with children. 
But he was like, if I was a dad, I'd be like, go on, boy, make your own fucking life. Um, You know, his mother left him with a substantial amount of money. They got a Netflix deal. They got a Spotify deal. Why are you upset that your daddy stopped giving you money? I just, I just don't understand it. You know, pre-Mexit, the Duke and the Duchess were estimated to be, to be valued at 18 million pounds. Like, and you're, what money do you want? I just don't get it. I just don't get the facts about that. You know, he inherited 7 million from his mom, um, which has grown in investment over the past 23 years as well. Um, you know, he got he got 10 or 15 million from the queen mother. Like, how much money do you really need from daddy? Like, I just don't understand. I mean, I think she was valued at like two or 3 million in pocket. Uh, she got 333,000 per season of the six years running of the drama suits. Um, plus featured films, fashion collections. I mean, it's not like they needed the cash. I just, I think that them saying that, and then like comes the question of mental health. And again, this is probably a section that I don't really want to go into. You know, I can't be like, she wasn't suicidal. Oh, she was, it's none of my business. Um, I just feel that people that make comments about suicide and mental health, about a person in particular, at the same time you're also being listened to by people in your life or around you or that listen to my podcast that may be having their own mental health issues and me commenting on support for mental health doesn't affect Meghan Markle because she won't be listening to my podcast I can assure you of that but somebody that is listening to my podcast may be suffering and I don't want to have that conversation I just I'm not qualified specialist i've always said if anybody out there needs someone to talk to you can contact me dm me call me do what facebook me like get hold of me and i will try and be there for you as much as i can but in the same breath i'm not a mental health expert and i just feel that that section of their conversation is maybe not my place to talk about for the reason that i have listeners that my platform is here to talk to and I try and keep a positive platform about mental health and, you know, ways to help motivate you. And I talk about, um, you know, different things that can help and affect you. And, and I, this isn't the platform for it. Um, you know, I'm going to move on. Uh, Hagen, you know, Hagen, <laughs> Megan. Uh, <laughs> so I suppose we could put Harry and Megan to, together, make it Hagen. Um, Megan and Harry said that they had a secret uh, marriage in the backyard. I mean, whether they did or not, I think maybe it's a bit exaggerated in the fact that it couldn't have been a legal wedding. I mean, maybe they just did it for like the, um, you know, the, the, the fact that it was just the two of them, but whether they actually got the um, Archbishop of Canterbury to come all the way to their backyard three days before, I don't know. I just kind of feel like the dude might be busy. Um, you know, there was a lack of witnesses. It wouldn't have been a genuine wedding, but whether it was just in spirit, I mean... I don't know. I, ju I just think it's an informal exchange of vows. Seems like a sweet idea, but I don't know how realistic it is in the UK. There's no way that nobody would have heard about that. If the Archbishop was arriving at their house three days before, surely the press would have seen him. Surely something would have happened. There's no way that photographers weren't hounding and like monitoring their house up, up until the wedding. I mean, I understand the grounds are, are private to 
the public, but I don't know. I just, I, I just, it seems like an odd thing to tell people now. Um, you know, they had this massive, beautiful Windsor wedding. I think that her attention, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think that it, the whole thing was that it was a spectacular, it was a spectacle for the world. I understand the day of the wedding, maybe like in the morning, you know, like before the wedding is in your beautiful dress, you and your hubby quickly have a quick wedding with the two of you and then go and do the spectacular. But I don't know. And I think that if they really did get married three days before the wedding certificate would state that uh, you can't get married twice legally in the UK. Um, you know, it's, it would be very unusual um but i you know i don't know um we'll see you know um you know i think that sometimes maybe her her recollection of some information might not be accurate um you know she said she knew very little about the royal family growing up she never looked at harry online bullshit every single girl google stalks somebody if you're going to go on a date with somebody as famous as a prince you cannot tell me you didn't know about him you didn't know enough about him um and i don't for one second think she didn't fully understand what the job she was taking entailed they would have brought all of that information to her attention there is no way that somebody didn't sit her down and go right this is what royal life means are you sure no takesies backsies because in my opinion, there is absolutely no way that she didn't understand what she was getting herself into. There is no way that Harry didn't sit her down and be like, look, babes, before we, we die the night, this is what you've got to, and like, have a frank conversation with her. You cannot tell me that you didn't understand that. I just don't, I don't believe that there was a lack of royal training. I don't believe that nobody sat her down and gave her advice on what what it was that she had to google the lyrics to the national anthem there is absolutely no way that nobody did that with her i mean there's you're becoming a royal figure there's no way that that nobody went oh fuck you know what we need to do we need to train this bitch like there is absolutely no way that that happened um you know i just think that she didn't want the advice you know i don't think she realized how how important her role was you know whether she really was mean to the staff and there was bullying i'm again not going to comment on that i just think that that's it's could be said for to make her look bad um could be said to make them look bad i saw the whole thing about pierce morgan being like quitting his job over this whole thing but and, and i think that's where cancel culture comes in you know um this whole cancel culture thing i just think is so difficult and you almost like you want to have your say I have a platform I have a podcast I'm here I talk but at the same breath you know anything I say could be like misconstrued and taken the wrong way and I could have the revolt on my hands and people stop listening to my podcast which I absolutely love doing my podcast it would it would break my heart um, but getting public attention but wanting some form of a safe space it's it's just cancel culture is becoming so difficult these days um, you know so for those of you that don't really know what cancel culture is, you know, there's, um, it's a, it's a term used for like a range of actions. So cancel culture can include anything from people who, uh, have the most money and privilege in society, get pushed back for saying things that others find disrespectful. 
uh, from like everyday people. Um, some people lose their jobs over it. Um, it's, it's first, it started being used on people on the internet, canceling the way that they feel, being like, I'm done with you. But cancel culture is widely used on social media and it's a way to sort of reject a person or business. And it's a really harsh thing, but has it gone too far? Um, you know, Barack Obama, I think in 2019, had a debate about cancel culture saying it's not activism. Um, and if you're all doing is casting stones, you're probably not getting, you're not going to get that far. He told an audience an event in, in a, at an Obama foundation. Um, he sort of felt, felt like judge, um, he felt being as judgmental as possible was the best way to force change and caution them that the world were messy and full of ambiguous. I think that's, I think I'm saying that right, ambiguous. Um, but, you know, there's, it, it's so difficult, you know, cancelers use social media to pay attention to things that they don't agree with. And the only way to create uh, consequences um, is if there's sort of like more power in society. So the power can come from a form of money or influence. And other times cancelers can literally like end somebody's career. I mean, it's really scary. You know, hate culture is so difficult. You know, it's, it's so hard. And I think like I always look at people on TikTok because as you guys know, I love TikTok. Um, and how, how many like little people that are just trying to make a platform for themselves. And there's so many people that are mean and nasty. And there's so much negativity from people. And these keyboard warriors that just have really nasty things to say. You know, if somebody individually is, is, is targeted, I mean, it's such a horrendous form of bullying. It's such a horrendous form of, of, of affecting people's mental health. You know, I know I don't really like talking about mental health, but it does. Um you know, you can completely ruin somebody's reputation. And I think that's, and I do agree that the media sought out Megan and they treated her like shit. And as a society, we all like, I don't want to use the word sheep because I don't believe we're our sheep, but I think we all sort of listen to her and be like, look at this, this is, you know, she's a horrible person. We all hate her for absolutely no reason. And I do think that the media was extremely hard on her and really tough on her and sort of saw Kate as this like perfect person and her as this like American who came in and stole Prince. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that there's two sides to every story. I, I do believe that the royal family, I don't believe that the royal family were as nasty to her as she, as she made out in the interview. Um but do I believe that they're innocent? No. Do I believe that they were maybe like, you know, saw as an outsider? Sure. But I do think she should have given us a lot, like a chance. You know, the British public would have loved her in the end. Um, God, we loved Diana. You know, I just, I wish she had given us more chance than running home. Um, I mean, I get it. You know, if I, if I, somebody has been mean to me, I'd also want to go into my mom. I get it. But at the same breath, I just kind of wish she had tried harder. And I wish the British public had tried harder. So I'm going to drop the subject because I don't know enough about it. I don't want to focus on it either. Um, you know, at the same breath, we're just all trying to live our lives, man. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm feeling a little bit like slightly worn out and it's only March. And I think it's a lot to do with the pandemic and sort of being at home and I live at home, I work at home, I do my podcast from home, I do everything from home. And I think that it 
at the same breath, it's still also, there's still a level of stress, you know, there's a particular way to deal with things. Um, oh, guys, I know that this train behind me is really loud today. And I do apologize if you can hear the train on my podcast today. I've closed all my windows and I still can hear the trains. I'm really hoping that that the recording of this doesn't pick it up too too strongly. But if it does, I do apologize. Um, I can't edit out the train sounds. Uh, and as you guys know, I live very close to the train line. And they, they're renovating outside. So there's really loud, like, drilling and stuff. But this is the best I can do. So if you can hear the, the drilling and stuff, I really do apologize. Unfortunately, with COVID and stuff, I also can't go to, like, a sound studio and like record quietly because everything's freaking closed. So I do apologize if you guys can hear it. Um, but what was I talking about? Oh, mental health. Yeah. So I'm feeling a little bit stressed out and I feel like I need to take a day, uh, not from you, um, a day from like my life, which is really strange because I'm going to take a day off and be in my house doing something in my own home. Whereas I could just be working. So, but I feel like I need a day and I think you have to schedule a day off. Ensure that you take the steps to, you know, rearrange your workload, find a replacement for the day if you have to, but wake up in the morning and feel like you don't have the stress of the day. Uh, take a mental health day. I think it's a really good thing to do. You know, you, I mean, I don't believe in calling in sick unless you're sick, um, but, you know, plan it, plan some time off, schedule a mental health day for yourself. Um, you know, weekends work well as well, which is, you know, traditional to take a weekend off. But sometimes it does like affect your mind if you know you don't have to go to work. And I think it helps. Um, but I'm going to use the day to sort of de-stress, you know, handle some of my emotions, relax, reset my perspective, rest a little bit, watch some shitty TV and take a step back to evaluate. And I feel like I kind of need that. I feel like I need a day to myself to just like not be working. Um you know, I think mentally as well, you know, decide what I need most. I think at the moment I kind of like, I'm feeling just a bit overwhelmed and I, I, I'm allowed to, you know, we're allowed to have bad days. We're allowed to like have days where we just don't feel like ourselves. My brain's tired. I feel exhausted. I feel like I just need a break. So I think I'm going to take like a Friday and a Monday off and just have like a long weekend. Um, you know, if you can attend a yoga class, go get a massage, you know, I won't swim at the gym because, you know, I have a fear of sharks in this gym pool. For those of you guys that are new to my podcast, I am absolutely, I've got a, a condition called aquaphobia. I am absolutely paranoid about a shark in a swimming pool. It's the most ridiculous fear in the world. I know it. It makes no sense. Logically, it makes no sense. Mentally, I can't help myself. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Um, take a walk in nature, you know, I, things that I would avoid on a mental health day, and this sounds terrible, but I would avoid my friends and my family. And why I'm saying that is because it needs to be a day for you, you know, try not drink or, you know, take illegal substances or smoke or overeat. So it's, it's a day of like fixing your body, making your body happy and healthy rather than like powering it with shit. Like I would normally do on a day off, like go and have like a boozy lunch with my mom. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's not what a mental health day is. A mental health day is like taking everything and like reevaluating, reviving and like coming up with like stress-free stuff as opposed to just a day off. There's a, there's a difference between the two. So if you're feeling really stressed out and really tired, this is a different day to like a day off work. 
this is like a mental day, you know, create a list of all the things that are draining your energy, you know, cut out some of the, the like larger stresses, you know, take a look at your priorities and then like work at increasing job satisfaction. So, and if from that you really need a longer break, then that's where you need to sort of be concerned about your stress levels and like your mental health and like maybe a staycation or vacation is something you need a little bit more before you burn out. Um, but I would maybe, if, if, if it is a bigger deal, is go and speak to somebody, you know, speak to a mental health expert, go and speak to your GP. Um, you know, the steps that you can take, there's um, substance abuse or mental health services that you can contact um, that you can speak to for sort of bigger issues. But from the very well, the people that are very well, I think you have to look at a stress day. I don't wake up in the morning like needing a dire day for an emergency health day. I think it's really important that you try and strive to not get to that point that you wake up and you just physically can't handle the day. So this is sort of like a pre-breakdown day, <laughs> if that makes sense. And I kind of like, I'm, I'm very aware of my surroundings. I'm very aware of like things around me. And when I'm starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed, a little bit overstressed, I do this early so that I don't ever get to that point of like a mental breakdown. And that's what I'm trying to say. You, you know, if you're feeling like really stressed, then that's this is the point that you maybe need to do this to prevent the biggest sort of issues. Um, but there's also foods that can help with energy levels and things that can really like help keep your energy up and help you like get through the day. Things like bananas, fatty fish are really good. I made that banana and chocolate chip um, bars again. It's freaking my favorite. I love it so much. For those of you guys that don't, um, if you want the recipe, DM me on Just James Podcast on Instagram, just underscore James underscore podcast, and I will give you guys a recipe. It is such a nice little thing. And each bar is only 144 calories. They're amazing. Um, but brown rice, sweet potatoes, coffee. I mean, coffee is obviously like horrendous for anxiety, but it's great for like energy levels. So I always have just like two cups of coffee in the morning and then I'm done for the day. But some people just need a little bit more, a little bit more coffee. Some of you guys could drink coffee at night. I don't know. You guys are like superheroes. I don't understand it. Like I literally, I'll never sleep. Um, but I, yeah, coffee is good for energy. Eggs, eggs are great. You know, they're great to help fuel your day. They're packed with protein and give you a steady and sustainable source of energy. Apples are good. I personally don't like apples. I'm not like, I buy fruit with all the best intentions in the world to eat it. I never fucking do. The only thing I ever eat is blueberries. And that's because I put it in, in my oats in the morning or in my muesli. Like that's the only reason I actually like get veggies into my um, veggies, fruit into my system. Um, but I drink a lot of water and water is so good for you. I'm not a big fan of fizzy cool drinks. Um, I'll drink a Dr. Pepper and if I'm really hungover, I'll drink like a Diet Coke or a Coca-Cola. But like other than that, I only drink water, coffee or wine. So my, you know, my palate is, is very simple and, and it knows what it likes. Um, dark chocolate's apparently really good. Uh, it's got antioxidants in the cocoa, which have a lot of health benefits, increased blood flow in the body. Um, goji berries are really good i don't like the taste of them and i find they get stuck in my teeth and i hate that that's why i don't like raspberries i hate that they get stuck in your teeth um but quinoa is really good oatmeal is good yogurt hummus uh, lentils avocados oranges strawberries seeds are good beans are good green tea is good nuts popcorn weirdly 
So it's low calorie, but it's actually an energizing snack. It's high in carbs and fiber. So it's, um, you know, it's a nice little like energy boost snack. Just have like one little cup of popcorn and fiber can provide like a steady release of energy. So leafy green vegetables, beets, um, I suppose, you know, the bottom line is, is that we should eat foods that boost our energy. You know, whether you're packing the carbs, um, or, you know, have the fiber or the protein to slowly release these energy, we still need like quick releasing energies as well so with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants as well. So these little things that I've mentioned are just like, they just quickly produce energy in the cells, but you need like, a, I mean, I'm, why am I giving you guys advice on a high balanced diet when I freaking like for dinner last night at takeout uh, and a Corona? So, you know, I mean, my advice to you is always like helpful, but like, I need to practice what I preach as well. And some, some days, some days I'm great. Some days I'm good. And I'm like a well-behaved normal society, like human in society. And other days I'm just the most like useless. And that's entirely why my podcast is called who let me be an adult. Um, because, uh, you know, I'm not always an adult. I'm not always a grown up, but yeah, we did the um, guys, my conundrum. Uh, some of you did come back and said was a repeat. So thanks for, for telling me that it was. So obviously nobody gave me the answer because everybody was like, dude, you've given us a repeat conundrum. So I apologize for that. I did mention in, in that podcast that I just couldn't remember if I'd actually given it to you before because I do a conundrum in every podcast. Sometimes they slip past me and I just don't know if I've said them before, but I got a very cute one this week and it was given to me by a 12 year old girl named Lucy. So Lucy's mom sent me a DM and said that Lucy listens to my podcast every week. So this is a shout out to you, Lucy. Hi. Uh, thank you for listening to my podcast. And you shouldn't be listening to the swearing in my podcast because I do use bad language sometimes. Uh, so always don't repeat those words that I say in my podcast. <laughs> but your conundrum this week is what's green but smells like blue paint? So what's green, but smells like blue paint. If you guys want to send me the answers to the podcast, uh, do so on my DMs on Instagram. I want to give a shout out to the computer company that fixed both of my computers. Uh, they're in Rains Park in um, London, United Kingdom, Earth. Uh, they're right by the station. They're next to the chicken shop. If, that, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, you'll know where this is. Uh, it's a new little store right in the corner next to the taxi place. Um, they fixed my laptop. They were so helpful. They were so friendly. It was great service. They phoned me throughout the day to update me on what they were doing, what was going on. Um, I truly, 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 truly appreciate service. Actually, let me, I think I've got the receipt here. Let me excuse the shuffling. Uh, get the company. Okay. So it's called Elite Mobile Repairs, 17 Station Building, 5 to 9 Coombe Lane, Rains Park. Um, so I would like to give them a shout out. They were amazing. The service is great. I really, really appreciated what they did for me. Uh, and they brought me back to you guys. So even freaking better. I'm watching the cutest dad on TikTok at the moment. And the page is at, and then the number seven ETH. So it's a dad. He's got a tiny little daughter. He calls her little Mingo. And they do a podcast together. Unfortunately, I don't know what the podcast is called. Maybe it's called that. I'm not sure. And him and his daughter sort of have little videos. She is the cutest little thing. He asks her the cutest questions. They are just, it's a wholesome, sweet, amazing little TikTok. I would honestly go, like, run, don't walk. Like, go find them. They are the sweetest dad and daughter duo. 
Um, and they just make your day. They're just so sweet. And he'll like leave the room and be like, oh, tell everybody in the podcast stuff. And she just talks to you. It's so sweet. So I'd really, really recommend them. You know, if a mind thinks it's a believable attitude, one can do amazing things. And that's what I want for you guys this week. Go and do amazing things, everybody. Um, dream of puppies. I love you guys. I'm so glad I'm back. I'm sorry I missed you for a whole week, but have a lovely day. And I just want to give you all hugs. I love you guys. Goodbye.